Dear noble shopkeeper, is 25 the magic number? That's right. For one night only, the Lotto birthday jackpot is £25 million. And it must be won this Saturday. Lotto, celebrating 25 years of the National Lottery. Your numbers make amazing happen. Rules and procedures apply. Players must be 16 or over. This podcast contains questionable language, questionable content, and questionable opinions. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Welcome to Season 1 of Pod and History X. This is a podcast where we bring you interesting tales of little-known history with the side of sarcasm and ignorance. That would be the word. Yes, it is. My name is Tom, and I am joined by my co-host. His name is Austin. It is, for now. <laughs> for now? <laughs> yeah. What are you changing? I don't know. <laughs> you never Wait. know. I could find another name. Okay. Let me know about that. All right. Uh, it's just us two again. Mm-hmm. Lexi is uh, schooling, educating herself. Yeah, I don't like it. About stuff. Yeah. It's and no, no good. What's she doing? Teaching? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I remember those days. <laughs> like like children of the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the fuck? What does she think she's doing? Making, really making some kind of influence in the- I've yeah. heard that podcasting is the future. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's hope it is, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it is. Yeah, you're right. Let's, <laughs> Let's hope, yes. Because I am tired of my job and would love to do this full time. Yeah, I, I actually like my job, but I would love to do this full time. Yeah, yeah, this is way better. Make more than one episode a week. Yeah. Or fuck it, maybe just do one episode a week and make it really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, hey, that doesn't matter because we're no. here and we have a story. Mm-hmm. And that story is of a man. What? Well, okay. From the United States. What? Yes. Not from the UK? Yes. Uh-huh. yes. His name. Suck on that, England. <laughs> His name, I think, is Stanley Clifford Wayman. Okay. I said I think, and you'll understand more by the end of this story. Okay. Some of you actually may have heard about him before. Have you? No. No. Um, you'll understand in just a few moments who we're dealing with, but there are some people who really are fascinated with this, with this kind of a person. Mm. So with that, we'll begin. He was born in 1890, so a little closer. Wow, these past couple of weeks, we've really been hitting the 1800s. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're pretty much in the 1900s. Yeah. Um, in Brooklyn, New York. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was um, born in Brooklyn. <laughs> easy. I didn't understand what you were doing until just then. Um, and a, a rare situation here. Born to a working class family. Most oh, of the story. My favorite people. <laughs> oh, come on. Press come the fucking. I let you go the first time. I let you go the first time. I got that in before the buzzer. <laughs> it does sound a little like a basketball buzzer. You have it to does. admit. Yeah. Um, the next important thing here in mm-hmm. his life is he actually wanted to be a doctor, but his family was a middle-class family, and he could not afford the tuition to get into medical school. And that's important to remember- Oh, it was a middle-class or working-class? Now you're confusing wor- me. Working-class, sorry. Because okay, they're not the same thing. Right, right. But uh, from apparently, uh, apparently his family was not totally middle-class, so you're right. It's it's lesser, more like yeah, closer yeah. to poor. Yeah, um, like blue-collar. 
Yeah. Or working class. Or working <laughs> like class. Like you said the first time. I did. And then I messed up because of alcohol. Ah. Um, so the parent. <laughs> How many times has that phrase been uttered? A lot. I messed up because of alcohol. Pat Robertson says it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That wasn't that wasn't Now listen, political. before we continue on with this, we have to set some guidelines here. Right. You have to chill with the political references. You fucking the buzzer sounds like <laughs> it's gonna go it's I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna hear it. <laughs> so easy. I apologize for yelling at you. It's okay, Austin. Right. You're forgiven. Um, so, because he couldn't afford to get into medical school, he did get a job as a file clerk, which file clerk. I guess you know was a thing back then. <laughs> it's, it's been a thing for a long time. Not really. Um, <laughs> now it's automated, probably. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of work was not enough for him. Oh. He was one of those kind of guys where it's just, you're not going to get enough from a menial job. He wanted yeah. to move up. So this is where the weird part begins. Oh. This is where okay. Stanley Clifford Wyman began living lives that were not his own. Mm, I don't know what that means. He was one of the classic cases of impersonation. Oh. Now, his story is unique in the sense that he didn't impersonate specific people. He impersonated well, jobs. Uh, and oh. even went to the extent of making up jobs. Making, oh. Hmm. His first case of impersonation. He, he impersonated a U.S. consul representative, which is not a position. No? No. He claimed to be a <laughs> diplomatic agent for a place called Port du Abres. not near, like. Near Morocco. What what was what was the made up position again? Uh, a U.S. consul representative. U.S. consul. So that's not a position. It's not an official position. Not like missionary. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, mm, see, it's not dirty if you don't make it. He claimed <laughs> to be a diplomatic agent for a place called Port du Abres or de Abre, probably uh, near Morocco. Oh, which sounds French though was a fake place oh fake place he okay. made it up there was no such place okay but you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter if it's a fake place or not it's, if it's if you depend <laughs> if you believe in it enough <laughs> if you it doesn't matter if you believe because he used this prestige and this position and title yeah to dine in the most expensive diners across new york really and he got in as soon as he walked into the restaurants and the diners or whatever it was that he was eating, hmm. he would say what his position is, where he was stationed, and they would be honored to have him. Oh, and, and I'm going to have to so use that. I'm no, now right? the U.S. pest control or whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> from, <laughs> from St. Abois, Morocco. <laughs> oh, the only reason why he was caught was because he called for the media to make a press conference about his position upgrade. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> and as soon as he announced the position, people of the media were questioning whether or not this is a real position. And when they looked into know. it, when they looked into it for literally two minutes, they found out it was not. But it sounds to me like all he should have done was just said that they have a vendetta against him <laughs> and that it's, you know, 
He could have. He could have. Fake news. He could have. <laughs> yeah. And it really was fake news. <laughs> it's like one of the first cases. Yeah. Not one of the first cases, but one of the uh, prime cases. Mm. So the media ousted him and he had to stop that position because yeah. he was proven that there's no position. He's not anything. Just a man. Okay. <laughs> just a man. <laughs> uh, however. He's no longer the control board operator or whatever it was. <laughs> U.S. consul representative. Right. <laughs> so after that position was all done for him, he then he then proceeded to become an investigator for the New York mayor, whose name is William Gaynor. He actually got a badge, got the uniform, and said that he was an investigator for the mayor. <laughs> hmm. He did several cases, which is the craziest part about this part of the story. He actually got accepted to do these investigative reports yeah. and had to go investigate several scenes. Some are murder scenes, Austin. He investigated murder scenes. And then one day the mayor showed up to one of these murder scenes because I guess it was a pretty bad one. Oh, boy. And the mayor said, who are you? <laughs> and then he whipped his glasses off. And he's like, I'm the mayor's investigator. <laughs> yeah! And then in a couple of a couple days later, he received... he received CSI fraud unit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A couple days later. A couple days later. <laughs> I'm imagining this is a couple days later. Um, the mayor wrote to him and... Oh, boy. In quotes... Please knock it off. <laughs> Please knock it off. It's like you say something to your child when they're messing around. <laughs> Please stop. Like, Please knock it like, off. Like, we're not going to arrest you. Yeah. Just stop. You're not who you are. So stop. So, <laughs> so he put he, his sunglasses back on. Like, damn it. <laughs> so he said, okay, I'm done. I won't be that position anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, and then about two days later, he started claiming that he was a bomber pilot in the Balkan War. He, uh, he got himself a uniform that was yeah. appropriate with the war. Okay. Got himself a slew of medals. I don't. No one knows how he got them. Mm. He got specific medals that were only given to specific soldiers. And then he started claiming that he was getting these medals from the Turkish Sultan. <laughs> and if you know anything about the Balkan War, they were fighting the Turks. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just said he got them from the Sultan of Swing. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yes, he did. Uh, he did claim that the Sultan of Turkey was giving him the medals for bombing his own country. Maybe he meant like gobble gobble turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when that story started to fall apart and people started to catch oh, yeah. on and started to say, Maybe you're not who you are. He's not very good at coming up with these fake... It's funny you say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> because a lot of people seem to agree with you. <laughs> you know, if I were to make a movie about him, I would cast Leonardo DiCaprio to play him, and Tom Hanks is the guy chasing him. Um, uh, that sounds like a movie. <laughs> I think it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but who doesn't like Tom Hanks? It's a movie that I've seen. Oh, wow. I'm a Leo fan. I feel like... Tom Hanks fan. <laughs> feel like we could have a podcast just on that. It's a I movie can, that Tom's I, I, actually seen. I can definitely have a podcast on just Leo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, in 19... That's enough. In 1915. Yeah. Now, just timeline here. He was born in 1890. This... Is 1915. Mm -hmm. All that we just talked about happened before 1915. Okay. So he's doing this at an extremely young age, in his yeah. early 20s. So by 1915, 
He was it the, gives a whole new meaning to that, like, <laughs> trying to find yourself in your 20s. Yes, right? <laughs> uh, in 1915, he announced that he was the Consul General for Romania. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, My old job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> suck it, Bill Maher. Anybody can do that joke. And acting on a request from the Queen of Romania, mm. Wayman inspected the USS Wyoming. Oh, no. One of the biggest battleships at the time. Yeah. Yeah, he inspected it on a fake call from the Queen of Romania to inspect a U.S. ship. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that ended well. He sets up the visit, Uh finds the perfect attire. He was big into suits. That was his big thing. Like He had thousands of suits by the end of his life. Thousands of suits. Hmm. This one was a study in quotes. So I forgot where this exactly came from. I think it was a newspaper article. Okay. Stunning light blue uniform dripping with gold braid and wearing an admiral's hat. Ah. So that's what he showed up in. To inspect when, the USS to Wyoming. To inspect USS Wyoming. When he got there, the because apparently the medals that he had on his chest exemplified a soldier that wouldn't have existed oh boy so decorated that it was impossible yeah so they were so honored to have him on (laughs) they gave him a fucking 21 gun salute oh did they they gave him a 21 gun salute the captain of the uss wyoming was uh, quoted afterwards saying Mm. it was the most extravagant inspection of all time (laughs) (laughs) did green day play there green day did not play Uh, there i did look that one up i did not look that one up uh so he does the inspection. I don't know what he exactly inspects, but he does the entire inspection. Nothing goes wrong. What happened to him at the end was he tried to set up a feast for all the officers of the USS Wyoming. Hmm. He goes to the Astor Hotel, sets up uh, the, their their ballroom, yeah. and has all <laughs> the officers show up and they have a huge feast. And when he announces that he's the Council General for Romania, they send the bill to the Queen of Romania. Oh, no. <laughs> I wonder if he spent a lot of time uh, inspecting the semen on the poop deck. (laughs) I love it because it's not political, so it doesn't get a buzzer. (laughs) I don't even know how to answer that. So the Romanian consulate... (laughs) The Romanian consulate (sighs) found him... Yeah. Asked him who he was, mm. found out he was fake, busted him, and then arrested him. It was the first of many arrests in mm. his soon-to-be very- Sounds like it, yeah. yeah. So he hadn't been arrested up till this point. This was Sounds his like his problem is he just wasn't rich enough. Rich enough or smart enough, yeah, in my if, opinion. If he were richer, then he wouldn't have been he arrested. Could, yeah, he yeah. could just pay for it himself and stuff yeah. like that. Or become um, president. Don't forget. Uh, fine. <laughs> um- don't forget too that I, while he's doing all this, he doesn't have a job. So what money does he have? Now I couldn't. It doesn't fi- sound like he needs money. I couldn't find any of that. He just sends off his bills to the Queen of Romania. <laughs> um, now let's go to his most famous incident. Oh, his most famous incident is one year after he gets out of jail. Yeah, for the first time. <sighs> this is pretty extravagant. So try to try to pay attention. All right. <laughs> Princess Fatima of Afghanistan wanted to discuss politics with then-President Warren G. Harding. Harding declined. He didn't want anything to do with Afghanistan at the time. He didn't want to discuss politics. Huh. Just declined it. Didn't want anything to do with Afghanistan. Sounds like good advice. Right? (laughs) So, 
no one picked up this call until a man oh, who no. was from the State Department Naval oh, no. Liaison Officer Rodney Sterling Wayman. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny if it was like Rodney Sterling Dangerfield. <laughs> Okay, no respect, no respect at all. That's because you keep pretending to be different people. I'm going to read his title again without stuttering because okay. it's a long title. The, no, State, bu- 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 the <laughs> State Department Naval Liaison Officer Rodney Sterling Wayman responded instead of Harding. That was his new position, by the way. Oh, In it? case you're not caught on, that's his new position. Mm. It took one month, but he actually set up some kind of meeting with the princess. Yeah. Of Afghanistan. Uh. How? No one has any idea. How did he get the numbers? How did he get the messages over? doesn't matter. He did it. Not only did they just meet and have a feast and talk politics, they even took a picture on the White House fucking lawn. Did they? There's pictures of them. I, I was looking at the pictures of all of them right in front of the White House. That's amazing. What? Usually only reserved for people like Sarah Palin and Ted Nugent. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I just said names. <laughs> Unfortunately, when you take a picture, that means you have evidence. And about one month afterwards, oh boy, he was arrested. <laughs> of course, the president literally sent him a message or a, an, uh, a letter saying, "Did he tell him to knock it off? Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> You're gonna get arrested." Yeah. And he got arrested. Uh, but they only they only let him they only kept him in jail for two months, which is another, which is another weird fucking thing. All these sentences were months, not years. Impersonating officers, he inspected a battleship and yeah, got we, a we couple of that. months. But he got a couple. <laughs> That's of it. Months. Just a couple months That's in prison. It. So a couple months later, he oh, acted as <laughs> <laughs> a couple of months later he acted as a physician for Pola Negri. Who was the <laughs> widow? I bet you don't want to say that again. <laughs> who was the widow for Rudolph Valentino? Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's how you say her name, Pola Negri. Okay. Um. Of course, now he gets to play a doctor. By the way, which is kind of ah, it's kind of a full cir- go, it's yeah. full circle here. Yeah. But um, he was exposed because apparently, um, Mrs. Negri asked her asked him a simple question in which he responded something extremely wrong when she had some actual physician look it up she realized something was wrong yeah he was found uh they they busted him but she didn't press charges so he didn't Mm. go to jail for that then during world war ii so about 10 15 years later yeah he opened up a draft dodger school where he literally (laughs) taught people how to draft or how to dodge the draft Hmm. He taught them how to act <laughs> mentally handicapped, how to seem <laughs> deaf, how to seem blind, how to pretend you have flat feet and scoliosis. And bones first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And this is the this is what got him in serious trouble. This is the one that really The draft dodger one? Yeah, not not so much the school, uh. but what he did to people who he couldn't teach. If a student could not learn how to dodge the draft yep he would actually pierce their eardrums oh that was a practice he did where apparently over 40 people had this practice done to them that was his learning mechanism oh fuck yeah and in 1943 he just made them deaf i guess that's how they drafted they dodged the draft i guess why didn't they just say they were gay i don't think anybody (laughs) said that back then if you could dodge the draft? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, but I or do maybe, know... maybe, you know, if you had bone spurs. 
Maybe. Yeah. Five um, times. What? <laughs> and still play. What I do know is that he was caught in 1943, <laughs> and he went to jail until 1948. Mm. So this was a longer sentence. Yeah. Obviously, um, his heyday is officially over. There was no big cases of him doing impersonations. There were some smaller ones in between the stories. I, t- I just focused on the ones that really caught my mind, okay. caught my attention. Um, the reason why his heyday was over was now he was a known figure. He was one, he <laughs> was he was the face that everyone recognized. It's so amazing that, it took that long. It did. Yeah. It really took it took over forty years <laughs> for people to figure it out. Yeah. But his face was all over the city. There were actually wanted posters, not of his wanting for like go to jail, yeah, but just to make sure that he wouldn't be the imposter. Yeah, yeah. He never changed his appearance, so all he ever did was wear suits. Never huh. grew facial hair, never grew his hair long, never shaved it off. Kept the same look so the he, entire time. Huh. Never changed. Uh, but people f- began to know his face because he never changed. We should really do that for Kevin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And um, uh, a certain Jim Baker. That's not political. No. Yes, it is. He's a friend. Press, uh, press the button. In 1960, uh, Wayman was a night manager at a Yonkers motel. That's where his life ended up bringing him to a fucking manager at a motel. Bet he didn't make that one up. <laughs> uh, no, because it was robbed one night and he was shot and murdered. Oh, no. So this extravagant life ends being murdered as, being the murdered as a night motel, motel manager. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a bad horror movie. A really bad horror yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, here are some of the names that he used just for fun. Okay. Uh, Rodney S. Weem. Yeah. W Y. M A N Wyman okay. Wyman I guess, Alan Stanley Wayman W E Y M A N, Ethan Allen Weinberg, <laughs> Weinberg, but eventually he decided to stay with Stanley Clifford Wayman. Okay. So remember when I said I think his name is Stanley Clifford Wayman? <laughs> yeah. No one knows what his name is. Oh, no one knows what his real name is. He classifies himself as Stanley Clifford Wayman. His death certificate says it. Everything else. Uh huh. But no one knows his birth name from what I gathered. Fascinating. Yeah. And that's it. That's the that's the story of the impersonating uh, Stanley Clifford Wayman. Hmm. Wow. So, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's a uh, it's amazing that he could come up with so many fictitious positions. It <laughs> really then, is. Catch and it's me amazing. If you can. He, yeah, and it's amazing he got away with it for so long. Right. Like how? Because it didn't sound like at least the. The guy from Catch Me If You Can was really good at what he did. Yeah, and he. This and, guy sounded like he's just a bumbling moron. Even being good at what he did, <clears throat> he lasted less. Yeah. Like, this was over 40 years. Yeah. The, the, from Catch Me If You Can, I think it was like 15. But it also sounds like he wasn't scamming money as much as Mm-mm. the guy from Catch Me If You Can. So, did. that's an um, that's actually a good thing that you mentioned that because yeah. I might have actually forgotten. He never did any of this for money. Yeah. Never, never took money, never stole money. Well, it never, depends on how you define that. He because never getting, he, you know, uh, lavish dinner and then sending the bill. Okay, to in the that case, yeah. yeah that's, but that's he, like, but he never actually got money for anything he did. Yeah. So, like in Catch Me If You Can, where he was writing checks out, fake yeah. checks that gave him so much money. Yeah. He never did that. Uh, all he did was literally just impersonate the positions. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. He had no reason to do them except he liked to do it. It's amazing. Yeah. And he got away with it for so long. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible he got away with it for yeah. so long. 
Ah, uh, I just don't understand how. Yeah, so like this one wasn't as weird as other ones. No. There's two parts to this story as far as how people view him. Mm-hmm. There's the part that view him as a crook and as just a blimp in, in history. No one yeah. fucking cares about him. Then there's a whole other part of the world that looks at this story and says, this guy was really amazing in, in a lot in of ways. In a way, yeah. Because he was able to do what you're fascinated on. Yeah. The fact that he did this for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. And only when he did go, he went to jail quite a bit. I think yeah. 10 times total. Yeah. But at the same time, they were for a couple months. Yeah. I don't know. And it's amazing. I bet he was incredibly confident. Oh, you have to be. Because a lot of times confidence is enough to That's fool all. people. Yeah. yeah. You just have to believe that you yeah. are what you say you are. Yeah. And people will believe. Um, I hate to quote um, Breaking Bad because that's literally like the only show I seem to know. <laughs> but... Um, uh, it, it was Saul Goodman who said, I once uh, pretended to be Kevin Costner and it uh, worked because I believed it. Yeah. That's literally all you have yep. to do. Yep. And that's got to be what he did. Never made money from this. <laughs> but he, had, <laughs> he had some of the greatest positions in the world. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> something else. He's a very interesting character. Yep. So that's a good one. Yeah. Was, I like that. So let's wrap up. We'll come back. What are our closing thoughts? Sounds good. And so ends the story of Stanley Clifford Wayman. Mm. Austin, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, damn, that guy had a big set of balls. <laughs> he had to have. <laughs> yeah. He had to have. Yeah, like how ridiculous is that to make up all of those jobs? And there were, and, and there not were, to get any money from them, just mm, to do yeah. it for fun, just I guess. Fun. Yeah, for fun, for the I fame, uh, I guess. I don't understand. Uh, um. But yeah, and there's other ones too. He impersonated up to 20 or 30 positions. Wow. A lot of them were for brief times. Others were never even caught. Nah. I bet you he was, there was, there's several stories out there where he probably never even got caught. Wow. He just decided to stop doing them. That's I, incredible. I have to admit he's a giant fraud and I admire him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Because, you know, there's other stories where we, we can talk about people who impersonate other people. He didn't He didn't impersonate anybody specific. That's what changes him from others. There's yeah. other stories of people impersonating like actual doctors, yeah. getting into hospitals and doing surgeries, pretending to be a guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. No. He just created positions and yeah. was like, yeah, I'm in charge of this position. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, that's yeah. a resume right there. This is yeah, it's interesting. I'd like to submit that resume into a couple workplaces, see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that should be. We should do that one day. <clears throat> Just It'd apply for a yeah. job and be yeah. like, like, oh yeah, you know, general counsel for Morocco. Yeah, I was like the constable of Istanbul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever. That's just as real a job as any of the ones he came up with. Pretty much, know? right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. But it is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Uh, if you like that, you can find us on BrainTrustBros.com. Uh, you can find us and other podcasters that are on that network as well. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Pond History X. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are available for download on iTunes. Just look up Pond History X as well. Mm-hmm. And whatever other you know podcasting sites there are, we're probably there. If not, let us know. Yeah. Leave us a comment if you liked our podcast on iTunes. It helps us out. If you didn't like it, fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Other than that, you can check out our main show, Dumb All Over. Just go to Twitter at Dumb All Over Pod. Yep. And you can see uh, we post new episodes every week. You can check us out there. Yeah. You know it's a little uh, little different than this. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Sounds good, Tom. All right. Awesome. All right. See, see you. podcast is brought to you in part by the brain trust brothers network for more information about this podcast or others visit braintrustbros.com dear noble shopkeeper is 25 the magic number that's right for one night only the lotto birthday jackpot is 25 million pounds and it must be won this saturday lotto celebrating 25 years of the national lottery your numbers make amazing happen rules and procedures apply players must be 16 or over Okay, Mr. Smith, tell me what happened. Well, I just sat down when... Pow. Pow? Pow, right in the mouth. And can you describe the assailants? There were three of them. And how are they dressed? With rosemary garnish and a red wine jus. Jus? Jus. Well, it's like a gravy, is it? <laughs> oh. Any potatoes at the scene? Oh, yes. Mashed with garlic. That's a serious assault. There was no salt. Lamb. Hits you in the chops. More knockout recipes at simplylamb.co.uk.